If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hello and welcome to a Lore Party minigame, a podcast about our favorite video games and the stories they tell. I'm Mike Ferris. Everyone here on the show have been huge fans of the farming game Stardew Valley since it came out years ago. I, however, have been very literally late to the game. Now, due to peer pressure from everyone else here on the podcast, I bought it from the Nintendo eShop. We have already made a few episodes about the game's lore and some fan theories, but I'm more interested in what it is about the game has been so appealing to us and why we keep coming back to the farm years after the game's release. Welcome to one year of my life in Stardew Valley. Right off the bat, the framing device of the game has been really appealing to me and some of my more anxieties that have been created by the modern world. You are just a plain old office worker spending day after day in an office in front of a computer with nothing distinguishing or exciting about your life. You fall into living in Stardew Valley by mostly happenstance and it feels like falling into a dream. Instead of being a corporate stooge, you are given somewhat ultimate freedom with how you decide to run your farm. Instead of the falsehoods of inane small talk with your co-workers, you're surrounded by like-minded people who have real personalities and hopes and dreams and fears. Video games have been described for years as just being escapist entertainment, but for me, Stardew Valley is one of the first games I've played that truly feels like an escape and is itself about escaping one life to find refuge in another. I would gladly give up some of my more modern conveniences to live in the coziness of the valley, even just for a little while. Now that's not to say that my year in Stardew Valley has been an easy breeze. Many of the systems and mechanics of the game are obfuscated or somewhat vague in order to encourage exploration and experimentation. Of course, the internet is filled with wikis and guides that help explain these systems in great detail, but I've shied away from them as best I can. I actually don't look at any stuff like that for any game. It's something of a policy of mine. While I have made the game more artificially difficult on myself, I wanted to get the ultimate farming experience. While I feel my failures more than most players, my successes feel greater as well. The only outside help I have received is from the other people here on the show and my housemates, all of whom are obsessed with the game as well. We talk all the time about what we're growing, what we're exploring, new techniques, and other surprises that we find. See, to me, this form of social help is a big part of the game. While playing, you can, of course, roam around and talk to other characters in the game and get the same kind of experience and advice. But bringing that into the real world is a great extension of that mechanic. It makes the valley in the game feel more real in a strange way. You're building a community in the game, you're building a community outside of it. As the year progressed, what kept bringing me back to the game was the people in the valley and its overall atmosphere. 
Stardew Valley has a perfect culmination of side characters, all of whom have unique personalities and designs and backstories. And some of my favorites are Penny, the quiet school teacher who is embarrassed to be living in a trailer with her mother. Sebastian is the moody nerd with anime hair and a broody demeanor. Uh, Marnie, the homely shopkeeper with a secret relationship with Mayor Lewis. Alex, the athletic bro, but with a heart of gold. And we've basically made a whole episode about the potential secrets of Linus, the old man who lives in a tent. What makes these characters and the relationships truly work is that they really feel organic. Unlike games from Bioware and the like, these relationships are not just a reward or an achievement or even part of the narrative. It's something you decide to do for yourself. You can play for hundreds of hours and not be married or build any romantic relationship. Your story in Stardew Valley is mostly crafted by you. And I think that's been a big draw for me. I'm not playing through a story created by the developers. I'm playing what feels like my story on my farm, surrounded by characters who feel like my friends. To me, there's no end in sight for my time in Stardew Valley. There's more neighbors to befriend, upgrades to build, relationships to grow, and crops to sell. It's the kind of town where you know everybody and everybody knows you. The kind of place where a spring fling can turn into a summer love and beyond. It's the kind of place where players and characters alike can find refuge from their otherwise dull, repetitive, and isolating lives in the modern world. Thanks for listening. This Lore Party minigame was executive produced by Abu Zafar and produced by me, Michael Ferris. Check out our website at loreparty.com and check out our Twitter and Instagram pages at lore underscore party. Check out our Facebook page at the Lore Party Podcast Network. Subscribe to Lore Party in your favorite podcasting app or on Spotify. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave us a review. It really helps us grow the show. Thank you very much for listening.